so nice. Episode 515. Oh, you know I love a good old palindrome. (laughs) Welcome to. Doesn't that remind you of Frank and Cindy when. He was talking about his band in the 80s, OXO, and he called and he said it was palindromic or something. Anyway, yes. okay. How oh. are you today, Sarah Louise? I'm doing real well. Like, it is. It's one of those good days where, like, I crushed everything on the to-do list. I love that. I'm, I, I do have one complaint, however, um, and it's, again, one of those good news, like, highs and lows kind of things. I sold yeah. my... Um, uh, old dining chairs because I was looking to like get rid of all my furniture and get new furniture and I you know because I got the new chairs which I loved and I, I yes. you know can't have both at the same time I have been using those dining chairs at, also as my office chairs because those went to rent then when I sold those now I've only got the dining chairs well dining chairs comfortable for dining on for a short period of time not comfortable for four hours of back-to-back sessions or multiple hours of podcasting my yeah what's the bum, I'm, I'm currently sitting on my bedroom pillow folded in half because it like my butt needs some cushion which is making me very tall but oh um God. also very wiggly i don't know if it's as good or bad for my adhd we'll see um but i was i had you like one a, of those donuts yeah i probably do or like the bouncy chairs you know like the the i probably need one of those <laughs> right. Right. So that would be good. I was like, you know, because I I found some really great stuff on on like uh, places like OfferUp and like Craigslist and things like that, and that's where I sell a lot of my furniture. So I there's always good stuff on there. So I always look on there, and I did like an initial search uh, for office chairs on there, and then you know what I couldn't get over? <laughs> what? All of the farts. <gasps> I thought about the farts. And I was like, I can't have an office chair that's used. Wait, do you think that that is specific to office chairs? Well, I just think about a chair that you're sitting in for multiple hours a day. You're mm-hmm. definitely far- a dinner table. Chances of farting about, in that chair, way less. What about like a couch or something? I probably wouldn't get, these days I wouldn't, I don't think I would get a used couch. I think I've, I'm past mm-hmm. used couch on Craigslist sale. Not past used at a consignment store. Because for some reason oh. that's like different. Because a lot of those are like designers that are like like model homes that are getting rid of furniture. Less mm-hmm. butts. I cannot believe the the farting. Yeah, Susie, that was it. I, 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 I intentionally like put a little pin in this story in my head because I was like, Susie will like this story. <laughs> I do. Yeah. But and you'll, I know what you'll you get mean. a little giggle out of the fact that it was the farts that, that really... And I definitely like, feel that sense of trepidation. Poop particles, on, Yes, I know. And and like on an airplane seat, <gasps> just think of all the farts in those things. Susie, why? Why did you do that? <laughs> I ruined flight for you. You you know what? The idea of that gigantic metal thing getting off the ground, I can get by mm-hmm. with that. The, yeah. The crazy security, I can get down with that. Yeah. The farts, Sus. Ew. Why'd you do that to me? Why'd you do that to everybody lo- listening? We apologize. It, the it doesn't box. feel as bad when it's leather or, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, correct. Synthetic. Correct. But when it's like a fabric. Yeah. Ooh. But even the office ones that were like, because if they even looked a little bit like satin, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking a difference of like maybe $25. And I think about how much yeah, I use point. that over time. I was like, yeah, no. Yeah, the savings does not. No, not, doesn't add, justify. Doesn't, no. 
to it. And then I thought about like, the, yeah, the cost per fart. No, no, no. <laughs> cost per fart. It's just like <laughs> that's great. Depreciating so you're going to have to buy an, you're going to have to buy one new. Going to have to buy a new one. Yeah. So I'm yeah, going to just bite the bullet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And like oh it, Matt, I never, ever thought about like a, the, like the importance of an office chair and i would like hear people talk about that like and then on the right. office it's always like a a, a subject whatever that come mm-hmm. like in in some they'll do like an episode that's about like somebody stealing their chair and it's very yes. important and i was like what's the deal with it who cares you don't it's it's like you don't know what you got till it's gone yeah i've always had good chairs is what i've learned even at the places i've worked you were and the, spoiled yeah grad school well gosh darn i hope i was for what i was paying for grad school i hope they were giving me the good ergonomic chairs there <laughs> they had the good stuff yeah so but yeah it makes dining, a difference you oh spend a lot of time God. and so i got the wiggles like every day so that's how i'm doing to answer that oh very my short God, question there you go <laughs> But I thought well, I'd tell you about the we're recording later than usual today, so Sarah and I have both cracked open a uh, vino, so <laughs> this could get ugly real fast. But it, it'll get uglier on we'll Susie's see. side because mine is like the the locale wine, and I found out it only has eight percent alcohol. So what is that? That's yeah, a big mistake. And I, I poured like calories. a small glass, so I'm like, what? what? Okay, well, no, this is just yeah, me. that is not worth it. This is basically mouthwash, but without the. <laughs> minty flavor that was always the most intense episodes of intervention is when people oh my god would that sometimes they end up with like alcoholism but then they just drink mouthwash well when there was one where somebody was so like craving it that they did the the hand sanitizer at the doctor's office and i was like wow i don't I ha- I couldn't imagine an addiction that would make me. How much of that do you think you'd have to have for it to even have an effect? Hand not sanitizer, Pro- probably yeah. not much. Right. I mean, did you smell some of the hand sanitizers that were coming out a couple of months ago? Oh my god! I Let swear, me just say- it smelled like a cheap margarita in my car every time I would use it. <laughs> well, I learned the hard way that you do not want to use. The hand sanitizer at the any Rite Aid because I checked at several of them, so it must be chain wide where they offer you at like the checkout. Yeah, I don't know why, but it smells like chicken. What? Yes, like chicken soup. And I was like, what? If, no. What like? Yeah. Well, now I gotta don't go to Rite Aid. It. I know there, there's one right down the street from my house. I gotta go smell yeah, their hand see sanitizer if it's there. for science. Right. <laughs> right. Is this just my bad luck? This I have or... got to smell this. Mm. Well, yeah, I one thing one. you are yeah. going to love smelling is the luscious treats that HelloFresh is going to send to your door. Yeah, that delicious food I'm going to be uh, uh, cooking. Yes. Mm. HelloFresh and their yummy, yummy, yummy recipes that you can choose from each week. Um, they have vegetarian. They have delicious craft burgers, gourmet options. There really is something for everybody. And it is Sourced directly from growers and delivered from the farm to your front door in yes. under a week. Contact free, of course. It is such a great service because, I mean, nobody wants to make dinner. But nobody. You want a home-cooked meal. Everybody. So it's yes. like, what are you going to do? Right. So this is the perfect solution. And there's not waste because it's exactly how much you need. All the ingredients are right there for you. And it's yummy. So I don't know what to tell you. Just do it. 
Here is the deal they have for our listeners. Go to HelloFresh.com slash BrainCandy12 and use code BrainCandy12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. HelloFresh.com slash BrainCandy12. Use code BrainCandy12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping. If you've been, like, debating whether to do it, let me just say, please, just dive in. It's yummy and yes. easy. And it just, like, takes the thinking out of it. That's the part I like. I that don't have time is... True, and I hate going to the grocery store, so. Okay. Any hoodles. Susie's uh, documentary roundup for today. Yes! I love I it! I watched the Murder Among the Mormons on Netflix. I'm so which, glad you finally did. Did you watch it? Yes. Okay, and you told me it was good, right? I, I said it was good, but then I felt like, like, I don't, I, 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 I was left with a lot of questions. <laughs> Weren't you? Well, no. What kind well, of Well, more questions? like, don't you think as somebody who likes to know a lot about people, that you wanted to know a lot more about what was going on with each of those? Like the very obviously gay one. Uh, yes. He, okay, so Murder murder Among the Mormons. I don't know it, if he's I, gay. I'm I didn't even know what it was. Fair, he's but. for sure gay. Okay, thank you. Um, I'm just trying yeah, to be, there's, <laughs> trying no to doubt. be, you know. Right, you know. I <laughs> But I didn't even know what this series was about. And so I was kind of expecting like, you know, polygamy or something, you know, one of their more controversial elements. I did not see it coming that this was going to be about, you know, documents and like forgeries and... Really a theme going on in Netflix over there. What, forgeries? Yeah. And like art, art theft and... Is it that yeah. we're just discovering all of this right now? Or is it like... Well, maybe because we watched one, then it keeps thinking oh, we just love forgeries. This is true. And I did just sign up for Netflix, like, because <laughs> I've always had somebody else's account or, like, my boyfriend's or my husband's right. or... So yeah. now it's like, look she at all of this. Forgeries. She loves this. <laughs> true. Well, I was... I thought it was really good, and it does give you some insight into yeah. Mormonism and also just religion in general and the way that... They operate, and then, boy, I mean, it was twists and turns I didn't see coming. So I know. Fun. Yeah. Oh. And like Sarah said, the, the commentators were colorful. That's the, always the best part. There's always got to be a couple <laughs> of them where you're just like, it's, oh, it seemed like some of them were starstruck by mm-hmm. people within this. Like the documents and forgery world is a really interesting one. I imagine Who any knew? sort of but this is see this is I think that all of these subcultures are like this. Like like I don't even know if that's the right word for it. But like if you were to get together antique people, antiquers or like yeah. you know the kind of like they turned uh, uh the storage wars, like the kind of people who do that yeah, stuff. Right. Real characters, um coin yeah, collectors, right. bronies. You pick. Yeah. Flat earthers. Anybody that's sort of like is devoted to one thing. Yes. You're so right. Which, you know what? I want to get out my good old DSM because I think that falls into like, I mean, not like, but I I wonder if maybe not everybody is, but there are some people who are maybe like that histrionic personality disorder. What is that? I don't remember enough like to, that doesn't come up very often, but I'll have to look. It was sort of a good um, series for me to watch um, 
coincidentally, some one of our brainiacs recommended one on, I think it was Amazon Prime, called The Booksellers. And that was such a great one to watch along with Murder Among the Mormons because they both explored what Sarah's talking about, this world where people try to find collectible books or collectible documents. And it's this treasure hunt. People fucking love treasure hunts. They sure do. That, that's what I'm learning from they all sure, of the stories you, you that we talk You know what? About. That's it. Because then looking at this, I'm like, no, this is not, they're not pers- histrionic. Yeah, what is histrionic? That's what is that? um, uncomfortable unless they're the center of attention, shift emotion rapidly, act very dramatically as though performing for an audience with exaggerated emotions and expressions, yet appears to lack sincerity, um, overly Ooh. concerned with physical appearance, constantly, this might be us. Yeah, maybe <laughs> we have that. <laughs> this sounds familiar. Uh, um, oh, my uh, God. That's so funny. No, we're not. Have low tolerance or frustration and become easily bored by routine, often beginning projects without finishing them oh. or skipping from one event to another. Uh, okay. Being self-centered and rarely showing concern for others. Difficulty maintaining relationships, often seeming fake or shallow with their with their dealings with others. No, we're not this. That's not us. No, but I feel like we're surrounded by those people. Oh, for sure. And these are personality <laughs> disorders. This isn't like, you know, this, I just... Don't worry, everybody. It's fascinating. Yeah. Interesting. So not well, that, but... At any rate, I would recommend it if you're interested in like... Yes. You know, I think people tend to be kind of intrigued by Mormonism. I for sure am. Maybe. What it, well, what's the part that appeals to you in terms of interest? Where you're like, huh, that's I fascinating. Mean, well, I think Is it's it almost... Perf- <laughs> Because that's one of the elements where I'm like, wow, they all look the same. Well, I they? do know enough about genetics to know how that works. It's pretty yeah, easy. Right. But no, I'm kidding. I mean, but also not. Um, but no, I think it's the idea of like them. And, and it's almost designed this way, I think, of like we have all these secrets that you don't get let in on oh. until you – the mystery. I'm like, what? Of it. Come on, just what? What do you got? What do those clothes look like? Let me. I want to see. Come on, what do you got going on there? What does that document say? Yeah. What do you get? What's in that? And just like in, weird stuff, you know, like that makes me just that I don't under. I don't really understand. Like I, mm-hmm. but I, I remember I had good friends who were Mormon growing up, and I would go to the Mormon temple with them on for their Sunday service i guess it's called not temple you really dabbled no yes i definitely did my mom always loved to joke hey remember that one time you were going to convert to mormonism i'm like mom (laughs) she loves that joke she she'll like we'll be at a table and i'll be having like a very serious conversation (laughs) or like i'll be doing something like (laughs) i don't know she's like remember that one time you did that and I was like, well, and what was really happening is that I didn't have good boundaries and, and I wasn't, when I saw somebody who, when they came into my door and were like, let me show you about this. I I was like, yes, please. Here no. you go. Let me, I entertained them within the back of my mind. Like, I'm not going to, you know, convert to this, but I was like, go ahead. Cause who am I to cut you off and tell you that what I knew that at a very, it's no surprise. I became a therapist. Come on. I was being empathetic. Yeah. Really. I do appreciate your open-mindedness, yeah, and then but is, I don't feel like we should encourage that door-to-door thing. No, and then this is the best part. I remember this like it was yesterday. So they came and sat me down and like they like 
at the table and they had a flip book, like this little like flip book, like little like like picture book that they were they were explaining to me the story of of Mormonism. And and because oh, that's what I, I like, like, you know, that's how far it got. Then they <laughs> they opened up a flip book and it was Jesus and I started giggling and I which and they were like, What's so funny? And I said, Oh, I'm just overcome with the love of God. You did not yes, say that. I did. Why? Because I knew it was the right answer, and I couldn't say because you have a Jesus flip book, and this is hilarious. Because <laughs> that's what thirteen-year-old me was really thinking. So I said, I remember formulating. Okay, what's the answer that will absolutely make them feel okay in this moment and validate their oh feelings at, in there and not put down their religion? I said, I just feel the love of God. Oh, my and that God. brings a smile to my face. They loved that answer. I can't. This is 13-year-old Sarah. I cannot. Can you imagine? I can't believe you were 13 and doing this. Yes, I remember it like it was yesterday. I remember where at the table I was sitting because my mom was behind me being all like, oh my God, my daughter's converting to Mormonism. Meanwhile, I'm trying to explain to her. I remember this so well. This is like when I knew, like somewhere deep in my subconscious, I knew I was like going to be a therapist and like this was going to be my future. Like, but my mm. mom did not see that I was having a complete internal like dialogue with myself of like, these people are really passionate about this and who are you to tell them this isn't true to them? And like, I was thinking that because she had exposed me to religions and it gave me this universal understanding. And because of that, I couldn't just say, no, beat it. When they came to the door, I was like, yes, come on in. I was like, love thy neighbor. Isn't that the message I like the takeaway, you know, from all of it. And so, like, wow. she didn't get it. And so she loves to say that, you know, remember that one time? I'm like, mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you should love your neighbor, but you know, right. No, I'm saying that's like the big here. takeaway. Yes. This is my segue. Oh, sorry. Sorry. What we love around here is uh, Dipsy and their super sexy stories that are perfect to get your motor running for maybe you just want to hook up with your hometown crush and or maybe you want to make sweet love to your partner or maybe you just want to do the deed with yourself. Yes. And Dipsy will give you what you need, a story that will put you in the mood. I'm pretty sure that this is all religion approved. (laughs) <laughs> right and maybe they even have a category because when you go yes. on there on the app you go on the dipsy app and then it'll be like what do you like and you can pick what you're yes. into and what maybe you like really sweet romance maybe you like it hot and heavy whatever uh, then they'll what? suggest stories for you it is let's face it this yeah. whole crazy world we're living in right now has made it kind of hard to get the motor running sometimes well that's for sure Sometimes we need a little bit of help greasing the engine, so to speak. Yeah, it's a little kickstart. This is a little kickstart, little some throw some gasoline on the fire, you know, get well, things. And all it reminds up. me it of really what you were helps. talking about last week about how women sometimes don't even have the language yes. to say <gasps> what they want. Yes. And so this can help you too, like get a better understanding of what you are even into and Absolutely. what you can tell your partner about. What you like, what sounds good to you. Oh my God, yes. I love everything about that. Mm. Yeah. So for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash brain candy. That's 30 days full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash brain candy, dipsystories.com slash brain candy. We're all for that. Yes. 
Um, okay, so you almost became Mormon, but then you <laughs> didn't. And, um, yeah, I appreciate your curiosity about the beliefs and worldviews of other people, Sarah. Yeah, so that's my answer of, of, of why I'm curious about it. Because I want to know what's going on. Yeah, and... <sighs> when do I get I think my own relig- planet? <laughs> it's it's happening. I just know it. <laughs> um, but... I do recommend it. I think you guys would like it. It's three episodes, I think. Yeah. And like I said, it went perfectly with that bookseller's documentary on Amazon. So if you're interested, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Do you think that's um, a thing we're just discovering now because of like, you know what's interesting is it with, with the generation that is passing away and what they're, about them? They're all, all of their collections, I feel like it's like... It's like one of the last generations of stuff that is, in a way, like antiques or timeless. Like pre-digital like, age. Yes, that's it. Mm-hmm. That is analog. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, mm-hmm. it's like pre-digital age stuff. Even the furniture, it's just not, everything is disposable now. Yeah, Things I was even different. thinking about that when I was reading articles about the oldest person to ever live or whatever. And remember, we even talked about her on the show, the woman in France, and they have her birth certificate, but they didn't know if it was real, but baby. And I was thinking like that mystery for most of us would be solved because we leave these digital um, footprints everywhere. So we can corroborate how old somebody is based on all of that. Um, But you're right. Like before that, if it, you really had to put a bunch of puzzle pieces together to figure out stuff. Yeah. Or to find something. Yeah. It just like, and I saw this TikTok or something was on Instagram of this woman who was on a hunt to find the deed to her family's house. It's like a 230 something year old farmhouse. And she, there'd like been stories about how like the family put it in a milk jug to keep it safe and then hid the milk jug. And then, then she, it just seems like, yeah, we don't even have paper anymore like that. Like, yeah, it's on online. There's no, we're not going to have treasure. So treasure hunting in it. Yeah. It's not going to be a thing. Yeah. It's not as fun. And the booksellers even said that how their (sighs) livelihood was sort of became, antiquated with the digital age because if you found a book and it was a treasure well you could just go online and find 20 of them you know it's not as fun right anyway i was telling sarah before we started recording how i read this fascinating um article in the atlantic about the silent treatment and Mm -hmm. what like the psychology of the silent treatment now is this something that you have been known to employ no. when you've been in an argument. <laughs> Me, the silent treatment. You're like never, literally never in my life. Wait, so if you've never been one of those people where you're like all quiet, and then someone would be like, "What's wrong?" and you're like, "Nothing." Oh, maybe a long time ago. Okay, but that's not something you do as an adult. No, because I think now I. I know the consequences of that and I, this is the problem I ran into is that I'm like, I go, you know what? Actually there is, because if somebody asks me what's wrong, 
you're going to get the honest answer. But I also do, I'm pretty self-aware. And so I can say, this is an individual thing. I'm like, well, you know, I just am having a bad day or I had a bad dream last night that got me in a little bit of a bad mood or whatevs. So usually I can pinpoint or trace where it's coming from. Yeah. But I'm not one to use that and because I know what that is. Yeah. I used to for sure. Fine. It's a very... (sighs) It's a very common technique. I think, um, you know, stereotypically women tend to use it. Um, But anyway, it was just talking about why it's so corrosive to the person doing it and the person they're doing it to. And they were saying how it's highly effective as a punishment because it goes against how humans behave. Like we're communal and social creatures. And so ignoring or being ignored is very unnatural to us and that but it's very easy to get away with it without seeming abusive because what did they do nothing they it was the absence of something you know what i mean well yeah not responding to emotion is absolutely abusive like emotionally abusive right but like they can you can yes it's hard it's it's permissive yes where you like Mm -hmm. no one it's hard to act like it's bad because they didn't actually do anything right they did nothing yeah so they were saying that psychologically though the the results are similar to that of physical abuse and (laughs) that it's also very toxic to the person doing it because socially we're trained to respond so in order to continually justify doing it we have to have all these negative thoughts and anger inside in order to feel like we're justified in being silent to someone else oh my god isn't that fascinating yeah and they said it's like super addictive so your brain has trouble on stopping it like because it takes a lot of humility to just say you know what Oh, so much. Whatever. And they call it psychological quicksand. Oh! Like it's hard to get out. You know what? I've seen, I see, I, yes. Oh. Yeah. Because we all get it. People who are stubborn, look out for this. Like, check yourself. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Well, did you, I remember on the show we talked about this. There was an Asian man, I think it was Japanese, who he got into a small argument with his wife early in their marriage and quit talking to her and didn't speak to her for 40 years. And they stayed married the whole no. time. No. Yes. That is like an actual nightmare to me. What? I would. That's like being in prison. Right. That's and, so And fucked they were up. like, why didn't you leave? And she was like, well, he put a roof over my head. No. Okay, yes. that's abuse. That's abuse. I mean. I mean. I <laughs> Yeah, so wow, I mean, most people so aren't was, that extreme, but that like don't makes think, me nervous to even think about. Don't you think that usually though the silent treatment ends with just like not even a discussion? Like 
You just kind of go back to normal yeah, well, without it, ever... It is yeah. one of the four horsemen of the relationship apocalypse. Yes, tell them about Stonewalling. That. Mm-hmm. Uh, contempt. Resentment. Um, resentment and criticism. Ooh, I didn't know that one. Mm-hmm. So being like, like criticizing what they do. Right. Those are, when you see those, it's like, mm, trouble. Mm, 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 ain't no coming back. Because what it shows, it's like speaking to the greater, like, like, let's see what that means. Like, if you're somebody who's stonewalling somebody or giving somebody the silent treatment, it either means you're trying to emotionally manipulate them or yeah. you do not have the emotional capacity or, or maturity to, or awareness to handle the what like what's the the what's required of an adult mm-hmm. relationship and they said that what it often does is it just forces the person receiving the silent treatment mm-hmm. to say sorry bef- oh. we, even when they're not okay. because they want it to stop i am more often the recipient of the silent yeah, treatment yeah i believe that come I on believe- <laughs> I believe that. That is the truth. So you're like so desperate for it to end that you'll just be like, for sure. let's bury the hatchet. The mm-hmm. amount of things that I, it, like, I will, I'm like, yeah, sure. Because even if I see that it's, I understand that, that, that yep, I will absolutely uh, recognize my behavior. I have no problem with recognizing things, like holding a mirror up to my own behavior, like analyzing yeah. my well, own. Well, you're almost like too open-minded. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Right. Which is why you almost became a Mormon. This is exact right. <laughs> and why I say I need to stay away from cults. Because I am exactly who would end up accidentally joining one or starting one. <laughs> or starting one. One of the two. What if you accidentally started? Wait, is that what we're... I think that's what we're I doing. I think we might have already done that, Susie. Yeah, I think Which so. Is really funny because I was having a conversation with Nehemiah the other day, and we were talking about how, like, you know, we, in these, like, modern times, just, like, start a commune. Like, you know, we can grow our own food. We'll have a school. We essentially just discussed starting a cult now that I like, think, <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Oh, I God. Mean, yeah. Yeah, if anyone was going to have a successful cult, it yeah. might be you, though. Yeah, you know? Be fine. You have real potential in what the would we name community. it? It would be like called like Sunshine Farms. Oh my god, totally. Yeah. Come on. Something that would that totally people that be shop the name at Whole of it. Foods would be into. Yes, Sunshine Farms. And you'd be like farms. How bad could that be? <laughs> it's a farm. I'll tell you what's not bad at all. What? Is having a bra that fits properly. That is lovely. See, I might start a cult, but I, it's not going to be <laughs> one of those bra-free ones. I'm not burning any of these bras. They Maybe those women wouldn't have burned their bras if they were wearing comfortable bras. That is such a good point. Because I would have burned them back fit. then. I wanted to burn mine until I found these bras. Well, that's the thing is I... I talk a lot about how I hate bras, and so if I'm going to wear one, it has to be comfortable, yes. and that's why I love Third Love, because it is comfort that you deserve. They have a million different sizes, premium cotton fabrics available in drapey, easy fits, and in their loungewear, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, super nice, and then they have a quiz, so you can make sure you got the right size on the go, 
And the perfect fit promise, so you don't like it, just send it back. Returns are free. I just love everything about it because it's no risk. Treat yourself with something that fits like it was made just for you with Third Love. Go to thirdlove.com slash brain now to get 20% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash brain for 20% off today. That's a good deal. That is. And you know what? Definitely treat yourself. The other day, I was like, it's Friday night. I'm a single lady. I only want to go on a date with myself. So I took mm-hmm. myself to a nice Italian restaurant. I sat at the bar. I did my crossword puzzle. And don't you know underneath, I was wearing my fancy bra undies. It changes how you behave. It did. And I did not talk to one guy. I was like, I'm not interested at uh, any man or woman yes. at the bar. I just want, except the bartender because he's my buddy. But yeah, shout out to Santiago. So that, but besides that, yeah, he's really great. Um, uh, yeah, I love it. So there treat you yourself. Go. The end. Um, we talked on the show about we sort of predicted like a pandemic baby boom. And then we said how it was a baby bust in the end. Yeah. But what I was delighted to read about in the New York Times was that there is one group of people that is, in fact, having a baby boom. And that is the dancing community, like ballet because Because they finally get to they finally get to go ahead and procreate without the threat of losing their goddamn job oh my gosh okay that's so lovely for them i wonder about female athletes too well yeah i'm sure there are certain careers that when women have them it's a real debate like is it the right time you know am i gonna lose my job what you know, there's so much to consider Gosh, if your yeah. body is your business. Yeah. Oh, God, and yeah. they, you know, when we first started pandemic, it was like, maybe it won't take that long. And so a lot of them were mad that they didn't realize oh, yeah. at that time or they could have started. Really, oh, yeah. Oh, but still, I'm just excited for them. I remember my mom is a nanny and when back in the day she was the nanny for two people man and woman who were both ballet dancers and they had this baby and she went back to work three weeks later wow dancing in the um pittsburgh ballet theater and like what a work out that was because like you got to get your body back in total peak performance shape in like three seconds Mm mm-hmm Oh, it's rough. Yeah. Did you ever see, um, I couldn't imagine doing it as a ballet dancer and without the um, uh, support of the next person I'm going to talk about. Uh, did you ever see Beyonce's Homecoming on HBO? I never did. Susie! I know. Watch I it. I never did. Because okay. they do, it's music and it's the show, but also it's like a documentary behind the scenes of her coming back from having twins and oh, like wow. nine months later, doing or not, I think even less than that, doing this performance and going through and seeing what her body goes through and what how much she changes, it's like, damn, she right. is a badass. I mean, women do not get enough credit. They for do not what their bodies do. It's oh. amazing. Yeah, Beyonce's not the only one. It's everyone who's a mother in any form. It is a real pickle when, like, particularly with 
careers that have a limited shelf life, which mm-hmm. ballet is definitely one of them, mm-hmm. um, modeling, things like that, where you're basically retired at 35, you know? Yeah. And that is the exact same window where people try to have, have a baby. <sighs> what a dilemma. Oh my god, I just choked. Oh, what happened? <coughs> Absolutely nothing. I took a deep wine breath. In. Yeah, which it was well, empty See, now. Um, that's why you don't want low calorie that's wine right. people. Ugh. So, um, uh, do you think this is something? Because, like, as you were saying this, you know, my mind thinks about when somebody makes the decision to start any path towards a profession, professional career at whatever your talent is. It's usually pretty young, and I wonder yeah. if it, it it might be. Chances are good. It's before you really have an opportunity to maybe ask some of those questions or answer. Yeah, because even if you're aware of it, because these people that are that become right. full time ballet uh, dancers, yeah, they have to know that by the time they're about right. That's 14, what I'm saying. 15. You so don't know if you're gonna have kids then. Right, and they might be aware that that's an issue, right. but you just don't have the perspective to understand what a difficult decision. And you that don't would be. feel the biology, like you don't feel the. Mm-hmm. I did not feel Urgency. that, and what, like it's a real. And I know it's all hormones because it changes week to week, but mm-hmm. you know it's you're at the mercy of them, and you don't have that when you're fourteen, fifteen. Oh God, no. that like those kind of things give me like this wave of like, well, it's like that empathy feeling of like, but like, I just imagine what yeah that, that feeling of regret or that feeling of like, but you know, also I was thinking this is all based on a very, well, ever since I read the book, that habits book. It really oh, makes really? me think about how much is just, are we conditioned to think is the right thing to do or what we're supposed to do because we're watching it and we're seeing that happen. Like, this is all being said with the idea that all these people really want to have kids, mm-hmm. you know? And maybe if we, like, change the narrative and, and put some importance and value on the 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 art that you create while you're you know like that kind of purpose instead of right, just like, like the kid if we yeah if we valued career yeah. as much for women as we would it feel as devastating yes mm-hmm. to to have that as not an option yeah because you know. it is culturally loaded yeah because the older i get and the more i think well maybe that's like not a thing maybe i'm not gonna have my own children maybe i'm gonna mm-hmm. you know not be a mom and maybe and that's fine and, like, the mm-hmm. older I get, the more I'm just kind of like, okay, I can entertain that. But there was time where, like, that thought even it crossed my mind was, like, devastating, you know? And then I had to step mm-hmm. back and think, like, why? Who's saying that? And where did I get this belief? And what does, what does that mean for, like, a fulfilling life? These are the questions that fascinate me. Who am I mm-hmm. if I'm not a mother? Who am I right. if I'm not a wife? Mm. Where do I have value? Well, you like, definitely do. Well, we all do. Yes, but correct. that's not the message we're getting. I know. That's why we right? have to ask those questions because it mm-hmm. isn't until we ask. The whole system is designed to make you 
think the opposite so that you can, I don't know, work harder, buy this, whatevs. Mm-hmm. And, and as soon as you become aware and you ask that yourself that question, you take power away from that system that's driving you. Yes. Snap, snap, and snap, like, snap, snap, snap. Just asking the question, why do I feel this way? Yes. Is this even how I personally feel can be such a good start? For sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, just awareness. That's it. It's, oh, gosh. Is this what I, what I want? Uh-huh. I know, man. I, but it's yes. so hard to do that because, you know, it's embedded. All this stuff yeah. gets internalized for sure. Yeah. It sure does. You were, we were having another t- conversation the other day. I don't even know when it was. Actually, I do. It was Tuesday, April 6th because I wrote it down right here. That's funny. <laughs> I, right next to it. But it's, we were talking and you said, we were, you were like, who is Sarah deep inside? And I was like, yeah. Oh. Let me write that down. Who is Sarah deep inside? This page is still blank, so and fun to fit. Maybe it was more of like a putting that thought out into the universe that made me just think that. I, oh, I do think this, that that's so important. Stuff. Yeah, good reminder. And and it's a hard question to answer because of all these messages we get yes. every day in every way yes. about what you ought to be. Right, which but is who why are you? Yes, and there are elements like that beautiful article that you wrote in the beginning of the pandemic about how it's similar to reality television, where it makes mm-hmm. it you, you strip everything down, and you are able to find out what's important. That's like friendships and connection, and you know, you start caring less and less about those other things. Like, it's real tricky though when the question involves people's careers, mm-hmm. because. Anytime there's, you know, your livelihood, your, because then it's not just about identity. Then it's also about moolah. Survival. Yeah. Like hierarchy of needs. Yeah. (gasps) Mm. I'll tell you what I need. Fascinating, Suze. So smart. Thank you, Sarah. I'll tell you what I need. And that is some downtime playing Best Fiends. Oh, there's a way to just like turn it off, relax for a while. Don't worry about any of this stuff. My God, just have a laugh. Yes. Download Best Fiends. It is so fun. It's a little top-rated mobile puzzle adventure, which are all words we love. Yeah. Top-rated mobile puzzle adventure. I love all. You're totally right. Every single one of those words. (laughs) Yep, 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 yep. I'm in. Best Fiends is a world full of lovable characters. They have thousands of levels, like tons of content's always being added so it keeps it interesting and fun and then you just keep leveling up leveling up so you can get to where sarah is Mm -hmm. it's just really fun and you know we never get tired of solving puzzles and since we don't go on the challenge anymore this is like a good proxy version fun never ends just don't blame me if you become a little obsessed download best fiends free today on apple app store or google play that's friends without the r best fiends Love a little game. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so dancer baby boom. Um, yeah, did like you that. see the Canadian Olympic like outfits for this? No. Oh my god, I can't wait. I'm googling right now. I love this kind of shit. Canadian. I mean, Olympic. two words: Canadian tuxedo. Oh no, I love it. It's just a denim <laughs> shenanigan going <laughs> on. And it is, I mean, maybe Denim Nightmare would be... No, a Denim Nightmare? Wait, maybe oh. you'll love it. I shouldn't I'm judge. not mad about this. What okay, are you mad about? 
the graffiti and like the accoutrement. I, <laughs> like I, I love see, denim. No. Okay. I uh, stop trying to make it edgy. What are you doing? You know what? I could have done without. I don't know how graffiti really fits into their culture. <laughs> I they are trying to be edgy. Like like I like it I like it me- more when they go to. Well, you know what? On second thought, yeah. My there was a part of me where my instinct was like. I like things that are more traditional to, like, the culture of that place. But then when I yeah. thought about that, the, that is, has very much been appropriated, the, the First Nations people and, like, the use of, like, tribal imagery, I guess, or, like, you know, like, uh, Native American, well, not Native American, First Nation people in, like that are being worn and like almost as like a costume. So this, I, I maybe as a departure from doing that, they went with a more modern culture of Canada. I'm really, really stretching this here and like (laughs) trying to give them the benefit of the doubt and like the most credit. Cause look, we've got like, I see like, uh, Jamaican flag colors on there. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, this feels, like, more urban, which I hate that the use of that word in this context. This, <laughs> like, this seems almost like appropriation of black culture in a way. Do you remember that meme oh, of Steve Buscemi? Yes, with the baseball cap it, the, being cool at school. Yeah. Yes. How do you do, fellow yeah, kids? Yeah, yeah. Like, it, to me, that's what it feels like, where they're like, look how cool we can be, yeah. Canada. Right. With the... with the. No, okay. I As their uniform? No, like that outfit they wear at the opening ceremony. Right, which might as well yeah. be a uniform. Like, Yeah. So what, they're going to look like a jean jacket motorcycle gang? <laughs> But, like, of Canadians. Of Canadians. You know, like, it's not... Right. It it feels like edgy cosplay. Yes! Yeah. Which is, a co- like, it feels kind of like cultural appropriation. Yeah, it's like, what are you guys doing What are you here? doing? But, like, but then also there's there's this other picture I see of them in, like, this Ralph Lauren, like, wind jacket. Is this yeah, the other? Yeah, that's fine. Is that, that the red and white getup? It's like white all over. Yeah, I mean, probably the same thing you saw. That's fine. I'm I'm fine with that one. <sighs> what do we think? It's the Where's denim it? monstrosity that's... Oh, I guess the, the colors are Hudson crawl. Bay's colors. Hudson Bay? Yeah, but what is Hudson Bay? Hudson Bay is fucking New York. No, it's a life... Inspiring with the latest ideas to help you live a life filled with style. Share your colorful life with HP... It's, it's a brand... Oh, Those are okay. the people. Wait who- a minute. Oh, it says Canada's iconic department store. Okay, it's the depart. That's it. We see. We don't know shit about Canadian culture. This was not the way to teach it to us, Canada. What a total losers. This was didn't have the the didn't send the message you because I here I am looking at that like it's the the uh, I don't know. Oh my gosh, Sus. We just Wait, had a what full. Is- the logo, the thing I, okay, I was like, wait, it's wait, the Jamaican wait. flag. So, this is Hudson the, Bay's logo. I, I thought it was a... This is essentially <laughs> like Sweden has a jacket designed by Ikea. I, 
I thought when you said Hudson Bay, I thought you meant like Hudson River. Right, right. Totally I totally different. get what you're saying. Okay, but you're telling me <laughs> yes. this outfit yes. is what is it got to do with Hudson Bay, the brand? So Hudson, it clear, clearly Hudson Bay designed yeah. this. Like like Ralph Lauren. Yeah, you know how it's they ugly. Got, yes, it's super ugly, but like... Who cares if they designed it? But it, it's it's like... <laughs> How, like okay, the same way that like Ra- like uh, is Ralph Lauren like the American brand? Like Calvin yes, Klein. Ralph Lauren yes. does the Olympics. The way that outfits. Ralph Lauren does it for the U.S., where that's like associated mm-hmm. with it. Like maybe this is like like I was looking at Hudson Bay's logo, being like, why the hell did they put the Jamaican flag on this jacket? That looks dumb. Oh, and now I, see. I understand that yeah, but this jacket is part. elements of something that makes sense if you're canadian so maybe i'm just missing this cultural reference right here well, and i shouldn't so be so close minded i guess i'm no I, that's incorrect <laughs> <laughs> because it's not even i will say anybody who knows graffiti can argue that that's not even good graffiti that's what i'm saying so and why is hmm. there graffiti it's the goddamn olympics I mean, I'm into graffiti as an art form, but this is because maybe they're trying to, they're like adding They're but like, are you going to say that about like surfing and skateboard? They're like trying to add that. They're trying to make the Olympics more fun. Yeah. That's what the article I read said. They're trying to like appeal to young people. Here's the thing though. That's why I feel like this is Steve Buscemi. It is. And you can't be at the same time. Like if, if kids went there and started tagging and graffitiing up the wall, you can't get mad at them. That's right. That's where you encouraged it. You just encouraged it. Okay. <laughs> I can I can settle on that. that. That's fun. Wow, Hudson Bay. Yeah, who knew? I learned a lot about geography during this time. Yeah, too. and their logo and like Yeah, I have questions though. We're going to need our Canadians, our Canadian listeners and we know there's a lot of you guys. Shout out to the Canadians. We love you guys. Yeah, we do have a, a like a disproportionate number I know. of Canadians. I have a disproportionate number of Canadian fans from the from the challenge. Like they were I I oh, I don't know if it's nice. like maybe that's it. And I mm-hmm. love them. I remember I went to Vancouver for a wine event with my ex-husband and I had never been embraced like and like and, like they people were so nice and like i felt very popular so i that really so loved nice. canada They're very welcoming yeah i had never had that experience i got cans thrown at me in san francisco welding instructor alex declare knows firsthand how vr training platforms like forge fx can help meet the demand for skilled workers anywhere you go look there's going to be a shortage of welders vr training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career the beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need explore more stories like alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact joke about how if you watch the canadian version of intervention you can see the cultural differences because like on the american one they like run away and the camera has to chase them and there's all this drama Mm -hmm. on the canadian one they're just like hey would you mind going to rehab and they're like okay (laughs) (laughs) i understand i see your point they're not resistant (laughs) i think i do have a problem oh that's funny 
They're just so much nicer. They are. But then they're so nice that when you tell them they're nicer, they're like, no, we're not. <laughs> well, like, how, are they gonna feel about, how are they going to feel about criticism towards their jackets? I think they're going to like it. Yeah, this is funny. Think- the U.S. versus Canadian Olympic outfits look like the plot of a bad 80s camp film where the freaks slash geeks have overcome the preppies. That's a hilarious. <laughs> what are the tweet. U.S. ones? They're probably ugly too, right? No, the U.S. ones are the ones that look like the Ralph Lauren. Like they're like okay, yeah, like all American. Beauty. Yeah, they look like mm-hmm. exactly that. The a- the '80s camp preppies who definitely like have the rich kid camp, and they're like yachts on lakes, like the little boats, like look like you know. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, they're like, like sailing. England. Yes. Okay. Yes. New England boat shoes, you know. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's got its own problems. Yeah. No people of color in this advertisement for it, <sighs> which already I'm like, ugh. Yeah. We're mad. All right. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. What's new? Next up, I was going to talk about this. And then I got in. Uh, oh my god! These Twitter feeds though are so funny. Somebody wrote the back of Canada Team Canada's jacket, and then it has Degrassi: The Next Generation on it. <laughs> totally. <laughs> that's exactly what it looks like, and that's a hilarious reference. Okay, the end. I'll, I have to take away this. Tw- I have to shut it down because yeah, I'll just keep on. laughing in the background. <laughs> okay, focus, Sarah. I was going to talk about this story today, and then I got a message from Brainiac, who wanted me to. Her name was Andrea, so I know the Brainiacs will like this. We talked, I think, on the show about this weirdness where feet, human feet, mm-hmm. in shoes, mm-hmm. mm. were showing up on the beach. <gasps> I don't remember yes. which beach. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. This was a... We have literally talked yes. about everything. Right. <laughs> We're almost done. Like 600 might be our last no, episode. No, never. Okay. No, I won't jinx it. Okay. Well, the mystery has been solved, although I am dubious. Okay. Oh, okay. Because it sounded like there was some sort of serial killer situation. Where people because, were getting their feet cut off. Yeah. Why are these? Because they were just the feet of these people in their shoes. In According- their shoes is the real yes. Okay, gosh. And also a clue as to what the answer is, (gasps) which is these were all people who died naturally, maybe like suicide, you know, not that that's natural, but you know, like by choice. Okay. Or like fell overboard off a ship or something. And then like fish will eat you if you're in the water. Yeah. Like after you're dead. Yeah. And they tend to eat at your ankles, so then your feet are you know, separated from the body. Yeah. Oh my god! But it god. used to be the case. The reason why this is a new development is because it used to be the case that the feet would then sink to the bottom. But right about the time that we developed technology that made shoes lighter, <laughs> so it. then they float and go onto the beach, and so we're just like stop it. seeing them now. Yes. Because people wear fucking Crocs, <laughs> the most buoyant shoe, <laughs> right. arguably the most, it's the equivalent of wearing like a life vest on your feet. Oh my goodness. So it is not a serial killer. It's just light footwear. 
You know what? That would be it's interesting because we got to look. I want you're, you ain't gonna find no wedges washing up on shore, <laughs> right? Right, or like platform shoes. Yeah, none of those. Not a lot of those going overboard either. Oh my god! So I think there's part of us though that kind of wanted it to be a Jack the Ripper type situation. I still, it seems very. I know because how are they all suddenly wearing light shoes and like. I, I'm I'm really trying to picture what how light a shoe would have to be in like order it looked, for it to the picture be looked up. like a kid. Yeah, that's not light. That's not like filled with unless they're Air Jordans or actual. <laughs> cro- that's what I'm saying. Like the, the like there's not a lot of boy. Have they tested shoes? <laughs> Just chuck like- some shoes. You know what? We are we seeing a lot of shoes wash up on shore. Well, but no one would care. They wouldn't be reported. I know, but like... We can't track that because nobody gives a shit. Yeah, but maybe you'd notice it. You'd be like, wow, there's a lot of shoes here. I don't know. Have you seen any shoes on the shore? I don't know. I see a lot of shoes on power lines. Yeah, but I feel like maybe I have seen a lot of shoes on the shore now that you say that. And I feel like in watch in watching the show alone, they found shoes washed up. Did they? I don't know. I don't remember now. I'm thinking I just planted <laughs> I this know. in my mind. I honestly don't know. I think there's still a chance there's more to the story. There definitely is. Because is here's the thing. Too is it location me. specific? That's what I feel I like it was. So. I know, and that's why it was so weird. We would find this washing up in Hudson Bay. <laughs> Right. And other bays. You're right. I feel like we're this they just put this out there like, don't worry everybody, yeah, it's shoe that, technology. Don't worry. Come and on. To get them off Come the scent. on. I'm gonna actually Google we're not do shoes float. Do shoes float. <laughs> Does it give me a lot? It will depend on the material of the shoe. Yeah, we know this. Well yeah, it does, but like I guess most people aren't going overboard in their, like, Louboutin boots or whatever. Yeah. It tends to be, like, athletic shoes or Crocs or boat shoes. It's just the Canadian or, no, the American Olympic team. (laughs) Boat (laughs) shoes only. (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't – I'm – I – yeah, we we're not falling for this explanation. I don't. And Big also, shoe. Do shoes float on Google? Doesn't give you the answers that you. It, it, yeah, it's not like oh, since 2017, yes. Because then we'd be like, oh, okay, so they just started floating a couple years ago. This explains the feet on the shore. Ah, uh, yeah, we're not falling for it. Yeah, I'm not. Also, I just got a text message from my friend Jesse. Shout out Jesse, who says she's currently listening to our episode right now, where we t- I talked about the nuclear spill in Simi Valley, and she said she's dying Uh-oh. laughing about the fact that I'm just learning about this. <laughs> but don't worry, I'm like probably everyone knows safe. About it. Wait, why she does said, she think you're she safe? Said, you know, she said she doesn't think I have too much to worry no, about. No, she's just doing the thing where you're like, it's fine. Right. It's that's what Aaron Brockovich said. She said she's said. laughing so hard that you grew up in Wildwood with me, and this is the first time you're hearing about this. Well, I had my suspicions, but I didn't know. 
You were busy trying to pick I was a religion. Seven. <laughs> you were right. busy talking to Mormon door to door salesman. <laughs> like you can't do it all. You're right. Jesse. I only have enough, I only have so much empathy to go around, people. Wow. Great. Oh my gosh. Sarah's yeah. fascination with like um niche religions shielded her from nuclear yeah. disasters. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Okay, well, let's you wind know, it down, Sarah. Let's. Well, gosh, I need to wind it down because I sure as I heck know. don't, don't want to go thinking about the. the I feel toxic like we spill. started to. We started to. Um, like we peaked too early with the office chair farting. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Like that was awesome. <laughs> oh. And it was all downhill. It was like, oh, the murder of the Mormons. Who cares? You know, Susie, we care. What? I'm glad. It was yeah. good. And we learned about your side hustle and your chicken costume. My God. I should have wrote that down on my notes here. Yeah, chicken. definitely. Wait, was that this episode? Was it? No, it was, yeah, it was like last one. That didn't happen. <laughs> Seriously, that was the last episode. We're like, wow, I'm this, in a time a, warp. I don't even know torn, what. Yeah. How did that even we happen? We did talk about, well, you know, it's been a did rough we cover year. a lot of ground here? Uh <laughs> We talked about the psychology of the silent treatment, which yes. I think was oh, hello. Very illuminating. Important. Yeah. A baby boom for dancers. God bless oh, them. Yes. Mazel tov to all the dancers yes. making babies. Yes. And then the t- Canadian tuxedo. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. That's why I was so distracted. Because I was looking at pictures of the, and trying to wrap my head around what on earth. Who designed this? That's what we need to Hudson know. Bay. Hudson Bay. Oh my Bay. god, that's right. But I need to know the actual designer. Like yeah, I feel the like person. there's more to the story. Like that's like they're they're giving. I maybe they're like do, trying to do the right thing. I feel like the, this is this might be like yeah, they meant well, but maybe they like gave they. I, I don't know. This I we'll see. Jury's there's more to out. come on that for yes. sure. <laughs> yes. Uh, don't forget to give us a five-star review. Check out our merch on our website. Yes. And, oh, my um, gosh. So good. I love it. And we'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Did you know that everyone has an aura? Do you know what color your aura is? Maybe you have a fiery red personality or a quiet and calm blue or green. You could be an organized and methodical yellow or an explosive purple. Come join me, Mystic Michaela, on my podcast, Know Your Aura, to find out all about how your personality can be explained in colors. Mm-hmm.